This is the Mormon Expression Podcast. Find us on the web at mormonexpression.com. Welcome back to another edition of Mormon Expression Podcast. I'm your host, John Larson. It's night. We're joined by a few of our regulars. Um, let's go around. First of all, uh, sitting on my left-hand side, we have Zilpha. I should be on the other side, shouldn't I? Hello. What, what's on the other side? The right-hand side. Oh. <laughs> what, what side does the first counselor... The first counselor sits on the left, and the second counselor sits on the right. Oh. Okay. No, I think you have it backwards. I think first well, counsel. I have to think about which one raises the podium up and down. Well, the second. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. And then in the in the uh, good old middle south, we have uh, Jim. Hey guys, uh, this is Jim. Um, and then from uh, the heart of Zion, we have Tom. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Tom. And last but not least, tonight we have Mike from Las Vegas. Hello, all. Um, Hello. Tonight, missing in action uh, is the one and only Nile and uh, George. And George might be, um, George was supposed to be here tonight. He might be popping in later in the podcast, but uh, I don't think Nile will be with us tonight. Uh, tonight, we have kind of a, a different podcast. Uh, we did one of these back in uh, October, and it's something that, that I kind of want to do about once a quarter or you know a couple times a year and that's a podcast i'm just calling feedback um and i mean feedback from all of you out there in listener land and also from the uh, panelists it really in my mind just gives us a chance to sort of just talk about the podcast and um uh give sort of an analysis maybe i i, I kind of uh uh describe it as the commentary on the uh, dvd or a chance for for us to uh, you know pull back the curtain and maybe let you see kind of what our thoughts are and what what goes on behind the scenes and and uh, kind of just take a look out of it. So I've I've opened it up to the panelists to ask uh, whatever they want, or we can talk about whatever we want. And there's a couple things we want to circle back on and 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 bring up. So that's what we're doing. Excellent. Uh, first of all, one of the uh, requests we get all the time is to uh, reintroduce ourselves. Uh, we don't always take time to n – normally we have some kind of guest on, and, and um, I just plow through the introductions. You guys get a chance to say hi before we start. Um, and so I, I just want to take a, a few minutes to uh, each of you give a chance to kind of reintroduce yourself, uh, especially in relationship to the podcast and to the – and to the church. Now, I will remind everybody who listens that if they navigate over to our website, and up at the very top in the blue section, there is a link that says um, about the panelists. You can read a short bio of all the regular panelists. That includes everybody tonight. Um, um, uh, there's even pictures up there. I'm, I'm just looking. Um, and it has a um, also a link to all the long interviews. Each of us have been involved in a full episode. So if there's a particular person you want to get to know a little bit better, you can link up to that interview up there on the website. Oh, Zilpha is signaling me that we have not done a, a long interview with her. But that, that's okay. I'm worried about what she'll say, to be <laughs> frank. <I'd... laughs> you can if you want, Zilpha. That'd be great, I think. Oh. <laughs> uh... I think I'd mostly end up talking about John, wouldn't I? 
it's, it's, it's hard not to. It's all about yeah, even that would play out pretty well, too. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That's what I'm afraid of. All right, uh, Jim, why don't we start with you? Go ahead. Uh, sure. Um, my name is Jim. I've uh, been involved with uh, the podcast for um, almost, I, I think, from, from the get-go, and it's been it's been great. It's been, uh, I, I guess, uh, a, a great uh, activity that uh, I've had the opportunity to participate in. Uh, when I'm not doing the podcast, I uh, uh, work in IT. I uh, have lived uh, in the Mid-South area for uh, about four years now, uh, originally uh, born and raised in Las Vegas, uh, and uh, uh, grew up LDS. Uh, went on a mission, uh, was married in the temple, uh, and then uh, decided uh, for about since uh, about five or uh, it's going on about five years now, I've uh, decided to stop attending and uh, uh, go a different path. So that's uh, a little bit about me. And um, I guess you don't have to answer if you don't want, but your wife currently attends, is that right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um and what about your children? Do they go? Uh, yeah, they go with her, uh, but uh, they're they're still pretty young. So uh, eventually, uh, hopefully, I can uh, start doing some Sunday activities with them. Okay, um, Tom. My name is Tom Perry. I live in Utah County, and no relation to the Apostle. <laughs> So just get that out of the way now. But, uh, yeah, I've been a member all my life, um, served in lots of leadership callings, high council, Elder Scorn presidency, Elder Scorn president, executive secretary. Um, I, I didn't get real involved in Mormon studies until around 2007, 2008. Had my own crisis of faith, um, kind of crashed and burned a little bit, uh, but slowly made a rebound and got myself back into the church and became active again. And I'm still currently an active current member of the church. So actually, my wife attends church and my kids attend church with me. So, so now Tom has the, uh, participating in the t podcast, uh, done anything to your testimony? My testimony? <laughs> he said he goes to church. He's active. He didn't say he believes. I was just wondering if it's if it's been about the same or if it's made it harder or or or, or anything well, like that. Well, well, it's 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 not even to answer Zilpha's question. It's not that I don't believe in the church. I mean, there are certain aspects of the church that I I don't take as literal anymore. And I go, and I guess I'm just grasping at the things that I really cherish and I love about the church, and I just hold on to those things. Mm -hmm. And I try my best to ignore the stuff that doesn't jive with me too much. And so far, it works pretty good. Sometimes it doesn't work at all, but sometimes it it works out pretty well. But isn't it really hard to ignore those things when they're being brought up every week on this podcast? <laughs> That's why this podcast is good because we can talk about those things that I wouldn't be able to express my opinion about at church necessarily. Oh, I see. So you ignore them. Your church self ignores them, but not all of yourself. Yeah, because I'm not going to get up in gospel doctrine and say, "Now wait a second that that doesn't jive with what true history says," and mm -hmm. just kind of let that go. 
So I have a question. Is this, um, and for, for um, Jim, Jim, too, whose wife is still active, um, is this hard for them, you participating in this sort of podcast? I mean, they have to kind of take over responsibility of all the, all the kids and that kind of thing while you're doing this that they might not think is the best use of your time. Wait, 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 I'm reading between the lines here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not saying that. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a give and take. I definitely uh, uh, like the fact that uh, Nancy takes care of uh, the girls while, while I'm doing this. And every once in a while I'll get a glare during uh, during a recording. But uh, I try to make it up for it. Um, as far as, I guess, the overall participation with this it's she's uh told me in the past how uh uh she sees it as as kind of a a good experience to to talk about it and be still involved with it do they listen for i'm sorry tom go ahead i was just gonna say and for me my wife likes the fact that i do this podcast because it takes a lot of the heat off of her before i'd you know, I'd just be like, you won't believe this. You got to read this book and let's talk about this, you know, this thing that's in church history. Blah, blah, blah. For a while, she's just like, enough, you know. Her interest in it is just not very high. Right. So she likes the fact that I, you know, I can talk to other people about it. So it, you know, takes that burden off her shoulders, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, my, my parents were just in town uh, a week or so ago. And we talked about the podcast, but they expressed very little interest in actually listening to it. So it's just not of interest to them. Yeah. There's not a particular one you could. I know when I uh, when people ask me about the podcast, I'll recommend them like the Word of Wisdom one, something that's a little lighter as opposed to some of the heavier stuff. I always recommend the Dream Mind one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? No, no I, I don't know. It just depends on who I'm talking to, you know. And I think we've done quite a variety, so. Uh, we can recommend what's most kind of up their alley. All right, um, maybe Zilpha, maybe you can go next. Um, let's see. Well, John and I, we took our journey out of Mormonism together, fortunately, and it's been, I don't even know, five, four or five years. Uh, we The last we, time we went to church was in 2005. So about five years, and um, yeah, we have two kids, but I, I, I mean, I'm not very interesting, but I want to say something about um, John starting this podcast, because when he first started talking to me about a podcast, I didn't even know what a podcast was, and he started buying all this equipment, and I was <laughs> thinking he was going crazy, and then he started... Um, actually producing something I think is valuable and interesting. And um, so I'm proud of him. Well, thanks. I think you should, I think you should be. He's done a great job. Yeah, definitely. Um, Zilpha, you know, she says she's not very interesting, but um, she's read quite extensively in, um, um, I, I, one of my hobbies is I collect um, old Mormon books and I find her all the time reading through those. So she's actually very well read in Mormon history. I just can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that feels. Um, 
So she's been a great help. Um, a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, she named the podcast. Um, she picked our bumper music. Um, and so a lot of the, uh, um, she's just been a, a great influence. Creative in elements. Yeah. Okay. Mike, um, Mike came along a little bit later. Maybe you can uh, reintroduce yourself, Mike. Uh, Mike Tannehill from Las Vegas. Uh, I'm the active member on the panel. Uh, active believing member. Active believing Fully member. Fully believing. Correct. What's that? Fully believing. Active Fully member. believing, yes. Uh, I got interested in, in this type of discussion, uh, I guess, for my mission – and then, you know, I, when I'd run into people at work, I'd, I'd have talks with them. Uh, before I even started posting on forums, I'd go to born-again churches with friends at work, and we'd talk in the in the parking lot afterwards about all these types of different beliefs. And uh, that led me on to message boards, and I started posting on Dr. Shade's board, uh, which is where I met you. And you were looking for people to come on and talk, and I volunteered, so... Uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun for me to have these discussions and and talks and and look at these things and get see different people's viewpoints and where they stand on issues and and beliefs. So what, okay, hang on what, a sec, Mike. Do you say that this it's a lot of have these kinds of discussions? You don't ever get offended or frustrated? No, no. Well, frustrated, you know. Uh, but everybody approaches the gospel from a different perspective. And the idea is that we all, I mean, I probably don't see things the way our Father in Heaven sees them, and everybody has things from a different viewpoint, and I just, I know, I know the church is true, I don't doubt it, but, you know, somebody else might have had a different teacher than I did that, that, and they got a different viewpoint than I see things. So, you know, it's trying to help each other and grow in the gospel, and, you know, everybody is on a different path, and we all want to find the iron rod and follow it, but... It's not that easy. So has this podcast prompted you to maybe, I don't know, ask a little bit, maybe be a little bit more skeptical or look into some of the history a little bit more or, or anything like no, that? No, I mean, you know, being on the message boards long enough, I, I read all these things that everybody recommends. I own a copy of uh, Swedenborg's Heaven and Hell. I, I, got a, I went and bought a copy of... Uh, Oh, who's the lady that wrote the Joseph Smith history that has all the polygamous wives in the back end of it? Uh, the famous book. Fawn Brody. Fawn Brody. Fawn Brody. I went and bought, I bought an old copy of her book and I read through it. And, you know, it's just, you know, the, a lot of these prophets were, were men and they made mistakes, but it doesn't mean the gospel's not true. I mean, I, I've, I've received a witness from the Holy Ghost and I know what's right. And, you know, everybody's at a different level of obedience and I don't, I don't worry about those things. The, the language you're, you're kind of using still kind of, it puts me on edge though. You know, it, like, uh, what's that specifically? I mean, you're, you're almost talking as if you're, you're putting the, the blame for someone's leaving the church on, on them because they're not obedient. They weren't obedient enough or no, no, it's or maybe not, they didn't have that. I'm not trying to be, to be confrontational. I'm just, it, it kind of puts me on edge. That's all. I, I consider myself very, very lucky that I had the gospel teachers I've had. If I'd gone on a mission and had a different mission president than the one I had that taught me how to receive revelation and taught me how to, 
study the scriptures. And I, I probably wouldn't be here today. I'd, I'd probably be inactive. But I had men that taught me how to gain a testimony and taught me the way to look at and approach the gospel. And because of what they taught me, I acted on what they taught me, and I got the same witness that they had. And so I can say the same things they they said. You know, I received a witness of the Holy Ghost because I put in action what they asked me to do. And I knew for myself once I did those. And, it, you know, it's I, I consider it a responsibility on my part now to share that with others. Do these things, and you can receive the same witness and know what I know. So, so your vision of your role in the podcast is actually um, to be the voice of the believer. Yes, that I, I, I think that's what uh, John wants me here for. It is is to is to be that voice, and hopefully, I can do a good job. I know so far I'm not doing too good, but no, but, no, uh, no. I try. <laughs> well, I, I think you're doing fine. I, 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 I hope that people out there don't think that you're the representative of the, all the believers, because there is no representative of all the believers. I mean, there's a diversity of opinion out there. There's a diversity of thought inside and outside the church. And to me, you represent a voice in the church, and you represent your own voice, but by all means, you don't speak for the church or speak for even a, a, a significant portion of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I just want to be there to tell somebody that, you know, yeah, the, I, these things are true. I, I have to tell you this, Mike. <clears throat> I really appreciate uh, the fact that you say that you you respect everybody's own choices and their own paths, and everybody's kind of making their own way. As long as you keep believing that, I I, I admire that take. Yeah, and just the fact that you're willing to, to put up with all the things that are said, you know, <laughs> on this podcast that might be offensive to you, speaks yeah. highly of you. Yeah, and I mean, I think back to, to where I was before I left the church and, you know, when I was, was defending the church. And, you know, that takes cojones to, to kind of step up to the plate. So hats off to you, bud. Oh, well, thank you very much. All right. Um, uh, George, we've talked with George, um, and uh, we'll let next time around we'll let him talk about himself a little bit more. I did want to address Niall a little bit because this is the feedback section, and we do get a lot of um, feedback about Niall. Now, and I'm not saying anything that hasn't come out in the podcast before, but Niall, um, especially if you listen to his interview that I that I did with him, he left the church um, fairly recently, um, and I've kind of made a standing order for myself that I, I don't schedule any guests who have recently left the church. And the reason I don't do that is because they have, they're usually going through a lot, and they haven't really... It's a long process. They haven't really landed yet. And I think that kind of shows in Niall. And I, I'll be honest, I've debated back and forth about bringing him back. Um, but I've, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of things he has to say um, because he does represent that sort of, that sort of fresh, <laughs> fresh wounded view. Um, he also is a nut when it comes to politics, and that comes through. And if you ever hear me cut him off in the podcast, it's because he's a nut. But not with the church, with the politics. But he wouldn't consider himself that. No. And nor would a lot of other people. You guys still there? Yeah. yeah. We, we just. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> 
I, th- I think Niall's take would be that we just all need to drink the Kool Aid and <laughs> get on the same, the same page as he as he does. I respect I, I respect Niall and his positions in his politics. I don't agree with it, but I respect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was when I left the church, I was I don't know. You're in shock, you know, kind of this this mental uh, kind of state of shock. So, you know, it's 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 a natural reaction to react. Uh, in, in such a way, and even my political leanings when I left the church changed. So, you know, it's, you're in a, a state of flux, and it's not just Mormonism. It's it, it's the uh, that that core uh, bedrock of reality. You know, has been turned on its head, uh, of, of where you're basically coming around to the same way everybody around you pretty much sees the world, and. It, it's 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 a wake up call certainly, and I can relate directly with Niles Niles feelings. Yeah, definitely. So I want to address a little bit. I've I've had questions from time to time ask about production. Just and kind of interesting. No, so we generally record on we Sunday can. nights uh, at about nine o'clock, and and because um, half of us are on well, we we span the coast. So I'm on the east coast. Um, Jim's in Central Time. Tom's in uh, Mountain Time, and then. Um, uh, George and Mike are on Pacific time. It, it, that's, that's our challenge in bringing guests on to make sure that we're, we can all kind of do it. So we try to do it a little bit later to uh, avoid um, kids as much as possible. But then I know on the West coast, you guys are doing it right during dinner time. So um, suck it, I guess is all I can say. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes we've done them later. As a matter of fact, we've got one coming up that we're going to record at 9 PM mountain time, which is going to be 11 o'clock my time. So, you know that that's yeah. that's sometimes a, a bit of a challenge, and yeah, so I suck it, John. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes that takes a little bit longer to get guests, and I, I've tried to keep for all of our sanity the pacing ourselves. Now we did a stretch um, right before the holidays where we were doing two a week, and that can get a little bit more taxing. Each one of these takes me about six hours, five or six hours between the time I spend arranging it with the guests, um, actually recording it, editing Preparing. it. Um, yeah, and posting it. it takes about six hours. So doing one a week, you know, that's that's not that big of a deal. You know, I can usually do that on the weekends. Start doing two a week. You know, you're talking twelve hours. It's like having a part time job. And it's not always my myself. I know that um, Jim, Tom, and George have all um, set up and arranged for um, the interviews. And Tom and George have actually recorded full episodes. So that's been a real, a real uh, benefit. Thanks, guys. And- Thank you. Um, we do edit um, something, but we not very much. Um, usually, usually we edit out dropped calls. Uh, Skype, which we record it all on, will drop from time to time, and um, then I have to call everybody back. Um, and sometimes that throws the conversation off a little bit, and it's a little bit tricky. And also, since we can't see each other, there's a tendency to overtalk, and so those are sometimes edited. Some... We'll restate things. In the very beginning podcast, the first two or three, I did edit for content a little bit, um, and that's because we were all new and we'd get kind of off, but I don't think I've edited any like content out of a podcast um, for time or anything in the past 20 episodes, so I pretty much leave it all in there, if anybody's wondering about what we do for editing. <laughs> Leaving the mistakes in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more and more, I'm leaving the mistakes in too. Um, sometimes they, you know, you'll hear... The, uh, people were making fun of a podcast uh, episode or two ago where I guess there was a toilet flushing in the background. <laughs> but, you know, 
It happens, you know. <laughs> All right, we have our first caller. I'm going to bring um, um, Jason on the line here. Jason. Hello. Welcome to Mormon Expression. You're our first caller. No kidding, I am. I see a whole lot of names on the screen. Yeah, there. yeah. So you all remember Jason. He's been with us a couple times, also known as uh, Dr. Shades. Um, welcome back. What's up, oh, thank Jason? you very much. Oh, not a whole lot. I'm like, here um, too, Dr. Shades. This is uh, Zilpha, John's wife. Oh, hi, Zilpha. How the heck are you? I'm good. That's good. You know, on the uh, Mormon Women's uh, podcast, I mean, I, uh, you know, I should... Otherwise known as the Liz Cast, yeah. I, mean, I didn't really hear your voice very much. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought uh, this is a, this is a nice podcast, but uh, who are these other people that are that are talking over Liz? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's probably worth addressing since we're doing the feedback. Um, that that podcast, um, Liz is a really brilliant woman, and she is a talker, as 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 you probably notice if you listen to the podcast, um, and both. Um, Zilpha and Kimberly Ann are more, um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, accommodating? More, yeah, both those things. So, so, and, and it was early in the, in the show when I was, you know, first cutting my teeth on doing the interview. And I decided since this is about women, I'm just going to let them talk. And, have, and of course, I didn't come in and exert the kind of control I, I, I should have that I have since. So those three factors, and the biggest one I blame is, is myself. Yeah, we, of... were, we were looking for more leadership. <laughs> <laughs> but... it, it wasn't there, but... It, and John had a good reason. Like he said, he didn't want to, like, step on the women's toes. He wanted to hear what the women had to say. But, you know, he was expecting women. three... Women plural? ...voices. <laughs> no, I'm just... I well, wasn't, I wasn't offended. It... That it needs to be a patriarchal leadership. Oh. oh no, no it's no. it's just that he's sitting in the in the power seat in this situation. Yeah, I mean to to Mike's point, it's a, I just wanted to avoid that that I was the, you know, the the man running the show talking about men in the church and women and and then here I was <laughs> but you know, I should have just I should have just stepped in more. But, you know, we we were we were learning what we were doing. I I've been trying to get Liz to come back on and and we've just been passing in the night. She 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 tells me she's going to come back on at some point. Um to redeem herself but uh, she, she had a lot of interesting things to say you know it's still worth listening to now let's i i'm a little bit this, of the same way you know i uh, tend to dominate a conversation unless i uh, told to shut up so tell me to pipe down if you need to okay <laughs> well you're the caller you're the main man right now <laughs> oh, i am i thought i was like the interloper <laughs> all right so so give it up jason what are, what have been some of your favorite podcasts i mean excluding the ones you were in i guess um, and which what are some of the ones that you didn't like? Well, um, I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on that because I haven't listened to any other than the uh, women Mormon women podcast that I wasn't in. So uh, I'm gonna have to catch up on that. So can I plead the fifth on that? <laughs> you've at least listened to the two that you've been in, right? Uh, I've listened to the one of the two that I've been in. <laughs> the first one or the or the last one? Uh, the first one. The last one I haven't uh, gotten around to it yeah, yet, but we, I plan on it. We just posted that, I think, last week, or, or that'd be... Uh, I, I can't do the math. We always record these in advance, so... Um, yeah, true. Yeah, my major malfunction is that um, I don't have an iPod you know, in my car. I don't even own an iPod, for that matter, so um, I can't download it and listen and listen to these things while I'm driving, unlike uh, some for, more fortunate people can. So, uh, yeah, I've got to, you know, 
uh, free up a bank of time elsewhere. So it's uh, I'm kind of technologically challenged. Yeah, I have the same problem. Yeah, Zilpha, you've probably not listened to half of them. I haven't because, like he said, I, I have to sit down at the computer or, you know, in the vicinity of the computer and <laughs> listen. No, oh, uh, yeah, plus, yeah, it's kind of a pain uh, having to... Set, have, trying to find time where you're not going to be interrupted. Because when I listen to one of these podcasts, I want to do it with a block of time where I know that no one's going to interrupt me, and I can just sit there and listen and take it all in. So that's uh, a little bit tough, too, to find such a block of time where I know I'm not going to be interrupted. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I've been out of work, and I used to listen to these in to and from work, and so it's kind of cut in on my listening time. Because I used to be able to, on the way to work, listen for half an hour, and listen to the second half on the way home. And that's the way I used to do all these. So what, when who is among us who has listened to one of these podcasts the most recently? Um, I just listened to the Mr. Deity episode because I was editing it right before we got <laughs> that here. That doesn't count. Uh, which, which is <laughs> See, I've listened um, to everyone. The one uh, I'm three fourths of the way through the fifth stage of what it means, which is a very good one. I really enjoyed that one. That's, I haven't got to the atheism one yet. Uh, that's the one that inspired John to restart his uh, his, his podcast. John that was a really good one. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I listened to the Atheist podcast and was uh, pleasantly uh, pleasantly surprised by both uh, your your take, Shades, and and the dude's take. Oh, and uh, anyways, um, since the purpose of your call out was for folks to you know chime in with uh, what they like or you know and so forth, their their opinions and their you know uh, what they have to say about Shin. Um, I wanted to call in and say that I really, although I haven't gotten the chance to listen to them, you know, uh, as in-depth as I would like to quite yet, I am really, really, um, what do you call it, uh, pleased with the ver- with the um, wide variety of uh, folks you've been able to get on your show, like the uh, author of, um, let's see, the uh, Something Something Ward Halloween Dance. Yeah. You got her on. Elna Baker. Elna yeah. Baker, yeah, oh, that was Baker, a good one. The Dream Mind, you got hit, you've got that person on, and so forth. You just, just your eclectic mix of uh, all types of folks in some way, you know, related to the church. You know, um, plus Jeff Lindsay. Just the fact that you have so many um, varied and sundry guests on makes uh, your podcast, I think, probably one of, if not the best ones out there. Well, our, our goal is to offend all factions. Um, <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is I've not received a single negative comment from a believer. But I've received some from um, ex-Mormons who didn't like something we said here, there, or the other. But in their defense, all those ex-Mormons have stuck around because they've commented again. So, and some of them are friends of mine, so they've—I guess—they felt free to free to criticize. No, I mean I like the criticism. I like the I like the emails received criticism. I don't want to discourage that. Please call in or 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 email in your criticism. But <laughs> yeah, also. <laughs> You know, John, I must say, this sure seems like a huge investment of time to uh, put these on every week and then go through how, who knows how many hours of painstaking work to edit these things, too. So that's, that's, a lot, that's a huge investment on your part. Yeah, we were talking before about five or six hours. I mean, if you think about it, that's not that huge. I mean, that's like a football game and a half, right? Um, and I don't watch football, so there you go. <laughs> you should, but yeah. Um, it does, one thing it does plan is I usually have several irons in the fire in terms of guests that I'm working I'll use an example. Almost from day one, I set up, I'd run onto this website that were Mormon nudists, right? And I thought, oh, that's fascinating. These are active Mormons who are also... Oh, here we go with the Mormon nudists again. I I have been working this thing off and on for all six months, and you you will know that there's not been a podcast yet, and it just hasn't quite worked out. 
Um, so I always have all these different podcasts, probably about 10 or 15 at a time that I'm, that I'm working. And because we only do one a week, you know, it might be a really good idea, but we, we don't necessarily want to stack, you know, if we, if we talk to on a, a little really critical subject, then I like to do something a little bit different the next time. So I don't want to get into a rut. Um, like if we're doing a lot of personal interviews, I might want to talk to an author the next week or something like that. So, you know, we've always got a lot of um, balls in the air and I, I get a lot of com um, I get a lot of comments from people who'd like to be on, who like to tell their story and, and believe me, I mean, everybody, there's a lot of fascinating stories out there in which we had time, but it, it's, it's hard to focus in on everybody's personal story and it's hard to not turn that into a rut, you know? Um, like I've been working back and forth on a episode on um, people who've had to come out um, as homosexuals and, and their relationship to the church. And there's a lot of great and fascinating and, 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 and really meaningful stories out there. But that's part of the problem. There's so many of them that we could just turn it into the, the big gay podcast from now until um, <laughs> 2012 and, and just go through one story after the other after the other. And not those stories wouldn't be fascinating, but, you know, I want to try to keep it as fresh as I can eclectic what <laughs> what mike i'm just thinking if you go into the big gay big gay podcast you'd have to change the uh, mormon expression board to be a little more colorful and uh and, and fashionable uh, <laughs> all right mike. sorry so but so the, jason both, both the, of those com the, oh sorry <laughs> I, I was going to say both of those um, podcasts will come eventually. Yeah. Go ahead. I, as soon as I can find a female, and here's a call out to the world. I've been looking for a female nudist. I mean, it's a little creepy. Aren't we to have... all? <laughs> that is pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. If if they're, if I guess that's part of the hesitation. If it's just a great big sausage fest, then the whole thing will be a little creepy. And if if we can get the one female voice out there, I know you're out there. I'm looking for you. Let's all get in the hot tub. Oh. You can use an alias. What, what, what about that criticism, John, that you can't get a female panelist? It's all male. Oh, hell's bells. This is the, the number one criticism. Um, <laughs> and you know you know why I'm getting exercise here? It's always from women. All right? Um, I've had more. This, this podcast reflects my life because I've been turned down by more women in relationship <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> The, 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 I don't know what it is with you sisters, but the, they'll they'll criticize me for not having women, and then I will um ask ask I've asked those very people to come on who are, are levying the criticism, and they'll just not respond. You know, I'm surprised Bridget Myers doesn't come on as one. I, I'm you think that'd be right up her alley? Um, she is committed to come on one. We're recording next week. Maybe I, that's I, good. I, she seems very active in these things, even though she's not a member. So I, I've ha I've I, the, and don't get me wrong, there've been a lot of women who've helped out. But like Zilpha here, the women tend to say, oh, I'll participate when I feel like it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to all of you out there in podcast land, we have an opening for a regular woman podcaster who can join the panel. Um, we're, we're willing to add a regular female podcaster. Be you active or, or, or inactive. Matter of fact, we might add more than one. I'd bump one of these bozos for, for a... <laughs> For a female, um, these bozos. <laughs> now, as far as your panelists are concerned, um, uh, have you? I mean, not that the not that there's anything wrong with things currently, but uh, what made you stick to the panelists you currently have instead of reconstituting a new panel every single podcast? Um, you know, I've I've thought about that. the The core panelists, um, 
George, Jim, um, Niall, and Tom, th those four individuals, have been with me from the beginning. Um, I, I think I put the word out back in May, and we spent about six weeks formulating the podcast. Um, so so th they kind of helped me run through it. So so I, I've always kept those guys. You'll notice after about the first, um, I think Elna Baker was the last time we were all on together. After that, it's been combinations of the panelists, or I've done them myself. So I've kind of trimmed back, and we haven't used the full panel. And 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 um, shades, you know, because you've done it, that I've started to recycle, um, bring back people who um, I thought um, did a good job the first time. And, and part of it is just because you know there's so many things we we want to go through that we haven't had time to go through. But um, these guys have oh. done have done a lot that way. Oh, really? So you bring some people back because you think they've done a good job? Um. <laughs> Everybody but you, Shades. Yeah, yeah. When you brought me back, I thought, oh no, that's it's in it's it's jumped the shark. They've uh, <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know. Well, I have to give props to you. You are our second podcast. You are our first guest. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, you. I thought it was like your second or third podcast. I didn't know it was your first guest. Yeah, yeah. The first guest was just sort of our, our navel gazing, but um, <laughs> I think you you were you were our first guest. Oh, well, thank you very much. I feel honored. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, you should. We've also um, pirated um, a lot of the uh, participants on your board. Um, it seems that everybody has to take a turn to come in on the podcast. Why is that, John? Why? 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 Because <laughs> even I've even thought this. Why does this seem like such a shady acres kind of podcast? Because we're shady. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Doctor Shades and his and his board take a lot of criticism, but the. Um, and there are some people on that board who tend to um, spew garbage, but actually the the um, uh, intelligence level and the background of the participants is is fairly high. And because it's an open the Dr. Shade's board, we've mentioned before on the podcast, is the only board out there that doesn't ban anybody for their position. So you can Correct. you can um, say anything you want about the church. You can defend the church, whatever. It's the only completely level playing field. For example, if you go on to the Mormon apologetics um board they might uh, uh ban you just because of the um the things you say about the church or the position you take without even being you know rude to another uh participant or anything like that and dr shades has made the stance that he won't do that um so you get a lot of people who are nuanced on dealing with the ambiguities of the between um so so that's been a, a fertile ground to uh to recruit from Oh, well, uh, thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Yeah, um, and I the the board is, is sort of a, um, it's kind of a backwater in that it doesn't get as many participants, but a lot of us like that because, the, you know, sometimes on some of the bigger boards, things go by really fast. But I think the caliber of the discussion, for the most part, tends to be higher. Every once in a while, you'll get a nutcase, um, but that makes it fun. Oh, yeah, without naming any names, but that's true. <laughs> Yeah, Mercury. I'm sure we, I'm <laughs> sure we could all name man? names if we wish. No, nobody, nobody in present company, of course, but uh, some of those who have been and gone. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to name any names. Okay, we have another caller. This is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Brian, now we've never talked before. Welcome to Mormon Expression. Hey, I'm glad to be here. It's a little bit surreal. <laughs> yeah, you're on. We have a, a, a wide array of uh, individuals. You're on with Jim and uh, Mike. And uh, Tom, and uh, Zilfa's here tonight too. And we also have uh, Jason, also known as Doctor Shades, who is calling in earlier. Welcome. Oh, 
very nice. Uh, I, if I can, I'd like to say uh, that uh, I think Tom's awesome. <laughs> hey, all right. How much, how much did you pay uh, him to say this, Tom? <laughs> we'll keep that behind the scenes. And besides, Jim, you're 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 my number one fan. We, we all know that. <laughs> well, as long as I get a cut of the proceeds, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, so Brian, uh, what uh, I guess, what's your experience with the podcast so far? What are your What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I was actually introduced to the podcast uh, by my sister-in-law, who kind of shared a lot of my same uh, issues, baggage, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I just, I, I kind of went crazy on it, uh, and, and binged on it for, for <laughs> about a good month. Um, uh, I took a trip back to Utah uh, around Thanksgiving and that was like all I did the entire time I was there was like, <laughs> Mormon expressions. Wow. wow. So Don't you hate uh, when you run out of new ones? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I've gotten a little bit behind. I got caught up in school, but, um. Anyway, I just went nuts with that, and it, it's actually been a really big help. So, uh, thanks, you guys. For so, where where are you now? Are you still going to church, or? Uh, yeah, I I go to church, but I I sit on the back row. Um, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina now. Oh, really? Oh, you're just up the street. You need to come down to the beach. Yeah, I uh, where where are you guys at? Are uh, you Outer Banks? Zilp or? and I live in Wilmington. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're just uh, the wind's blowing hard enough, and I spit. I could probably hit you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite podcast then? Um, the Word of Wisdom, so far. Now, have you have you listened to um, the Word of Wisdom? We kind of reinvented that style with the Expositor. Have you listened to the Expositor one yet? I saw it tonight, and I was like, oh, "I've got to listen to that." And then I saw your Facebook update, and I was like, ah, "One or the other." So the the, <laughs> right. the Expositor is like the Word of Wisdom with more swear words in it. Oh, that's going to be great because uh, I love talking about the expositor incident with my dad. So that's going to be what fun you, to listen to. Uh, what did your dad say about it? Uh, my dad's a bitter ex-Mormon. Oh, oh. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so, but, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was just going to say uh, – uh, it's yeah i won't go into it it's it's a lot of fun because i'm like on my mom's side and and most of my immediate family are are all tbms and then you've got my dad who's just like out there like playing in left field and it's nice because it it gives a nice perspective to everything so it's fun to sit down and talk with him about it um just because he tends to have more of a slightly jaded but still more historically accurate view of what happened i feel all right, so what's your least favorite podcast? Oh, don't um, say it. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to pull up the list. I don't think I've I don't think I've had one that's put me to sleep yet. There's always something interesting enough. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good news. All right, what what do you want us to do in the future? Just for you. Um, you know, I I just really like uh the the ways have gone, especially since they started out because I think when you guys first started out, you we're kind of unsure of your footing. It kind of felt like exactly where this was going to go. We had no and idea what we were doing. <laughs> and then <laughs> as it's grown, you guys have just really developed a, a great dialogue. And I really appreciate the, uh, the, the diversity that's, that's on the panel. 
Um, one of my favorite things, actually, I forget the exact podcast, but Niall um, <laughs> actually started to get a little bit intense. And, and I, I got to admit, this, is, this made me a fan of Tom. Um, it, was a, it was a remark about holy underwear. Um, <laughs> and Tom was just like, come on now, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, then I like I really, how sometimes Tom will be a little bit more apologetic, and and Niall will be like, "Tom, come on, you're being too nice," and <laughs> I I love that because you guys keep each other centered. Yeah, you know, I really hate underwear with holes in it too, so holy underwear really bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind streaking the the underpants, but when it when it bleeds through onto the jeans, you got problems. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, I was going to ask you with your dad. You said he's he's very intelligent, but he's he has a bad perspective and attitude. I don't think um, he said that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I said that either. He said he's well read and he knows his history, but he's jaded. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's yeah, that's how um, how I'd phrase it. That's just a, it's some something I notice a lot with a lot of people that left the church is 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 a real attitude of. It's like a negativity. It's a cynicism that that seems to go through it. And all just, right, come on. Uh, cynicism, when you like, when you leave the church, cynicism is, saves your sanity. You know. Oh, is that what it is? Is, is it a, this humor? Gallows type of thing, humor or? is really the only way to approach that kind of a thing. Sometimes, you know. And you know what? And you know what else, Mike? There's plenty of uh, depression and negativity inside the church too. If you just look far enough. That is true. Yeah, I would say that I was a, I was a more negative, more jaded person inside the church than I was when I left the church. I'm more laid back. I'm more less high strung. You know, I'm not I'm not seeking to pick a fight. <laughs> less critical of yourself and others. Oh, very true. Yeah, you know, especially of others. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of critical of myself, but just in a different, more rational way, mm -hmm. I guess. It's just it's just going with my mindset I have here, just perspectives people have and, and attitudes. And I just, uh, it sounds like his dad has a, a bad attitude. And I wonder if that <laughs> affects the way he views the same events as others. Or I, I just think you, you're, you're just disagreeing with him and, and, and trying to find, you know, yeah, some I rationality. I think Brian's dad sounds like a stud because, you know, it's Brian's dad. <laughs> Brian's a great guy. Tell him so, you're making me uncomfortable again. <laughs> so, so Brian, just as a question for, for me, do you like the more educational kind of podcasts or do you like some of the funner ones that uh, have a little bit of entertainment value? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think they're, they're both good for different reasons. Like, obviously, entertainment value is going gonna, gonna to be um, – you know, a little, little easier to listen to, but at the cost of maybe being less informative. Um, I've really benefited from, from where you guys really delve into, to, uh, like historical intellectual aspects of, of the church and faith. Um, cause that's helped me a lot. Cause that's what I struggle with is I, uh, I try and inject, uh, too much theory and, and intellectualize the crap out of the, the church and its teachings and, Trying to to do that and still find a reason to be there is uh, is uh, some days it seems like it's it's not worth the effort. But you know, what sources you are you using? Um, I I was kind of bouncing all over the place. 
uh, for a while. I mean, everything like I I was reading a lot of stuff on like Mormon Curtain and stuff like that. Um, and then I was introduced to Mormon stories and Mormon expressions, and I liked the format a lot more because you guys seemed a lot less biased, and I could. Do you, pick up do you use your iPod a lot, or? Uh, well, I'm I'm not an Apple fan, so I have a Creative Zen, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I was gonna say there's a lot of good uh, BYU talks, and uh, they have one called the Pearl Gate Price Roundtable discussion that's really good. We get a lot of good doctrine off of those. But similarly, pretty- white noise applications that you can download that are very similar in in uh, consistency. I'm working on a collaboration between BYU and Mormon Expression. We'll we'll see if it pans out. Oh, Ed. Hey, uh, John, if you don't mind, I've got I've to take off. So uh, thanks for having me on for the little bit that I was on. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work, okay? Jason, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. See no you, problem. Jason. Bye. Mm, bye-bye. All right. Uh, so, Brian, uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. I appreciate hey, it. You're a great guy, Brian. Hang in there, bro. <laughs> All right. Good work, you guys. Bye. So um, for those listening at home, uh, we, oftentimes when uh, – <laughs> When uh, this is behind the scenes podcast, right? Uh, we'll, we'll when one person drops, we'll all drop. And um, Jim has kind of a Jim has kind of a crappy internet connection. Here he's back online. Um, in the early days, especially, we used to drop like every four minutes, and it was my brilliant editing that pulls that out of the podcast. But, yeah, that must have that even must have made the Mister Deity one kind of a chore, huh? Mister Deity dropped, um, and by the time this airs, we will have aired that one. It drops about four times in the beginning. But then More it, yeah. then it, it holds steady for about 45 minutes um, because I think Jim put a few more quarters into his Comcast box oh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he um, you know, over, over-accelerated his modem and got all the way up to, you know, 56. Yeah, so. Jim, I tried, I tried to get a modem sound for it. Uh, the, the worst was when we first started, if you listen to the first couple of podcasts, um, Niall's microphone, was, I don't know what he was using, but I actually bought him one and sent it out to him. So um, that's why Niall's sound doesn't suck so bad anymore. <laughs> okay, so um, I've got some uh, things that people have called in <clears throat> uh, that I, I, I wanted to go through. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, wh- one thing I've gotten a couple times, could you give instructions on how to download the podcast? Um if you go to the website, there's about four different ways to, to download it. And the easiest way is just to actually press the play button. Um, you don't have to actually set it up into iTunes or anything. You can just navigate on the web page and listen to it right there. But That's the problem is that you can't pause it. You can't. If something happens, you get interrupted. You have to start back at the beginning. Uh, there's every. I just there's about four ways I have up in the corner to get a hold of the feed and. Uh, yeah, you just. That's the best I can offer. Any other can, advice you guys have to? When you download it, though, you can. Pause yeah, it's it. just an MP3. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, copy and paste. Stay away from uh, iPod, iPods and iTunes. That's my advice. Yeah, I, I I use iTunes, and it seems to work pretty well for me. For me, but yeah, that's what I use. Okay. Um, uh, then on the web page, while we're talking about the web page, there's a section on the right hand side that's the Friends of Mormon Expression podcast. And uh, we'll link out to anything out there on the web. How do you become a friend of Mormon Expression? You send an email to mail at Mormon Expression and say, I want to be in the friends section, and then we'll add you. Um, uh, we haven't linked to any porn sites yet, but I'm not saying that I'm opposed to that, you know, whatever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we need money. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you just mentioned money. Um, we do have a donate button up top. Um, the podcast really takes more time than it does money. Um, we have had some people who've donated in, and we greatly appreciate that. Like Zilpha mentioned earlier in the podcast, we have had to, you know, we buy equipment. There's equipment that can be upgraded. There's hosting costs. There's um, bandwidth. None of them are hugely expensive. It's not like a big, you know, like I have, I have not, I think altogether I haven't spent more than, I don't know, Zilpha's looking at me funny. What? Uh, I was gonna. I was waiting to hear what you would have to say about. That. Um, I've probably spent out <laughs> of pocket around six or seven hundred dollars on the podcast. Um, um, so if we if we start getting tons and tons of downloads, and I don't know what that point is, they'll start charging us um, more for our bandwidth. But I don't think we're in any real risk of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we are talking about, we have several things in the work of trying to find ways to elicit more participation and maybe give out some, um, some prizes or some doing some live broad broadcasts or stuff like that, that could take a little bit of money. So we do appreciate, you know, any little donation that, uh, we're given, but you know, I, I would say if you really like the podcast, send in a few dollars and if you only kind of like it, then don't bother. 50 cents. Okay. Um, Here's a question that we got from Scott, and he says, what do you guys think about the fake it till you make it philosophy? Um, does it work? <laughs> Have any of you tried it? Do you know anyone who's done so successfully or unsuccessfully? I use this qu- this question because we get a lot of varieties of this. Tom, why don't you start us out? Oh. <laughs> does the fake it or make fake it till you make it? What was the question? Um, do, he says, does it, does it work? Have any of you tried it? Do you know anyone who's done so either if successfully or unsuccessfully? If you're struggling with your faith, if you keep going to church and you keep plugging along, then will you, you know, get your faith completely back? Isn't that the question? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know about, I don't know about that. I think, um, it, it, I guess it all depends, you know, I mean, there's, I guess there are some success stories out there. Um, you can go to Sunstone and read some of the stories where they crash and burn and then they come back. And, and then there's the, uh, you know, John DeLynn, but I think John DeLynn doesn't, you know, he kind of takes an orthodox approach and he hasn't exactly became a believer like he used to be. And I, I think that it's difficult to actually plug yourself completely back in, if not impossible to to fake it and, and make it it's it's probably um i think that path is probably a path that i wouldn't re- recommend for most i think most people take that path because it's inevitable and they have to take that path in order to keep their relationships alive or to keep their sanity intact or i'm not really sure i think i don't think most people choose that path on purpose i guess that's what i'm saying I think one of the reasons I, I brought this one up is, at least for myself, and you guys can all speak for yourselves, I don't have any interest in having people either leave the church or stay in the church. Um, so you say. <laughs> I, I think people should do whatever works for them. Now, I obviously don't believe the church is... Um, I, I, I hate even saying the church is true because that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, I, it's, I've come out and said that I don't, I don't believe in God, so that kind of makes the rest of it hard to... Hard swallow. to swallow. Yeah. So, um, but, but the church works for a lot of people and for a lot of people, they enjoy going and, you know, they, they, they thrive psychologically there for others. It doesn't. 
And, but when I talk about something like the expositor, if we go back to a podcast where I was kind of critical, um, I'm just taking the events as, as I see them laid out. I, I, in recording that sort of podcast, I really don't have any interest in people either coming out of or staying in the church that everybody needs to find their own framework. Yeah. I, th I think that, you know, for people to actually, you know, confront some of these historical issues or some of the, uh, other problems within the church and, and you know, it's just like with apologetics if, if a person's going to become an apologetics they kind of have to be motivated for that reason i mean if they're going to defend the church they either one they feel like they have a strong enough testimony to withstand those sorts of things or they've they really don't want to even entertain the idea of leaving the church i think that's the difference is if a person actually gets into a place maybe this is that dark night of the soul that we always talk about is when a person actually seriously considers leaving the church, you know, that's that long night, that's that long dark night of the soul when they look themselves in the mirror and they really think that, could I have been living a lie? Could this all have been for naught? But most, most people won't even get to that point that it's just, it's either too scary or they just, they don't even want to think about it. So they have to, they have to find a way to keep on keeping on in the church. So. I don't know. I, I think there's a, a breaking point reaches, though, that you absorb, you, you just absorb and absorb the, you know, information that's contrary to, contrary to the church. And eventually, you know, everybody has their own breaking point. You know, there's not a, a static amount of information that one can receive that's contrary to the teachings of the church that, you know, you finally say, oh, that's it. You know, I've heard enough. I'm I'm going to leave, you know, that's different for everybody. You know, some people it's, you know, just hearing a, you know, a little bit of information about Joseph Smith's, you know, 30 plus wives or, you know, some people can hear that and, and nod along right with it and, and, you know, agree totally with it and still stay in the church, you know, whereas some other people, you know, it's all it takes. You know, some, yeah, some people, um, they, they can research all the historical issues and the only, and it, it, it'll turn like the prop eight event to make them rethink the church. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, there's a problem that arises though, when you start to rationalize that, that information, you know, where, you know, it's kind of the tail wagging the dog kind of a thing. Um, maybe Nibley maybe. got into, you know, Nibley got into that kind of behavior where it starts sounding more like a crackpot conspiracy theory than it does a, a justification for one's religious beliefs. Uh, maybe, but for some people, they don't think that. So, Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I go to the psychologically healthy. Um, if, if you get into a place where you have to do a lot of mind bending and it's giving you distress and unhappiness and discord, then you really need to evaluate it. But then you have to evaluate against the situation of what happens if you leave. I mean, that's oftentimes going to cause disharmony and discord and distress in your personal life. And there's some people who aren't at liberty to leave. I mean, you 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 decide the church is not true, and you're in the middle of your junior year at BYU, and um, your parents are funding your education, and you know you're on scholarship or something. Yeah, you should probably just keep it to yourself for a year or two, you know, um, because it, it's it's the cost of leaving for some is extremely high. Yeah. Or even people that are employed by the church. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I know friends today who are 
who are there. They're still in employment in the church, and the, for all intents and purposes, they're probably not believers anymore, but it's just not that easy just to reset your whole life. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, an, another one. Let's see here. Um, uh, the, here's one. The, um, this individual, Ben, says, uh, The show on the occult and American religious tradition left me wanting more information. I hope you're considering doing part two with Mitch. I feel like the show ended just as he was um, diving into the connection with Mormonism. Yeah, you know, and Jim and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were both really excited doing another show with Mitch, and we still might do it. I think we've kind of explored it with Mitch a tiny bit. But then, again, on the other hand, um, we kind of left off where Mitch's expertise sort of ended. I, I think that the natural progression on that is to talk about those occult elements in the um, in the church, and Mitch started relying heavily on D. Michael Quinn's work. Not that I have a problem with that work, but the question is, should we run D. Michael Quinn's work, which is really well known in the, in the Mormon, ex-Mormon community, through the Mitch filter? And so I'm just giving you kind of a insight on the kind of conversations we have behind there. Uh, Jim, this is one that you set up and kind of spearheaded. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the, the interview with Mitch was great. Um, I, we, were, we were really fortunate enough to, to speak with him. Um, Mitch has a very wide range of knowledge uh, and focus on American religion and the, how the occult relates to American religion. Now, the interview uh, was was pretty much a holistic approach to that, you know, in that we were looking at it from all angles, uh, you know, and Mormonism was just one piece of that puzzle. Um, I, I think there's still, uh, you know, some uh, information that we could squeeze from Mitch, but um, maybe a focus on uh, Freemasonry. Uh, we, we still haven't gone really into depth about Freemasonry, a, a Passion, you know, a personal passion of my of, of mine as well, uh, and uh, I, I think there's there's many ways we could take it. We're we're talking with Mitch to get him back, um, but we certainly have to kind of set the stage so that uh, we're just not picking up the scraps that that uh, we didn't hit on the first dinner. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned Freemasonry because that's another one that's been on the table from the get go that we've explored on several different ways. You know, the question is, do you bring in you know, somebody who's going to approach Freemasonry completely from Freemasonry, somebody who's who's a scholar of Freemasonry who can take it from the outside, somebody who is a Mormon or ex-Mormon Freemason. And we have actually kind of floated these ideas with several different people, and um, I, we just haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. But it's it's one that we need to do at some point. Is, is it good to, I, I guess this is maybe a question for more like Zilf or somebody that's, more of a more of a fan necessarily do you prefer do we prefer authors kind of experts um to kind of lead us down the uh path of of knowledge and lightness like like the newell bringers to john hamer interview was that was that informative was that a good podcast i think authors come to the table prepared you know they've done their homework uh you know it's their you know it's their job and their livelihood for the most part to uh, be prepared with with pertinent information and and really specifically talking points uh, that uh, they can lead the conversation in interesting places. Well, and there's a time issue. You know, if you take the expositor, I probably did 15 hours to prepare for that one myself. You know, I'd read through it several times and read wow. relevant information. And the, there's a whole different set of preparation when I'm preparing for an author. I'll usually try to read the author's book. 
but that goes a lot faster or, or, or get the key points you just want the author to talk about. So if, if we're going to take it on ourselves, it takes more sort of prep on our part, I think, and then, than does to prepare for an author. Um, any other thoughts on that one? I think a mix is good. I think it needs to not be all authors and not be all, all, uh, based on our knowledge. Yeah. I mean, which one's kind of repetition. (laughs) Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say Zilpha, which, which are some of the podcasts for you that kind of rise to the top? Well, like I said, I haven't, I haven't actually listened to a lot of them because it, it's so, um, I actually need John to help me learn how to download. I have a new phone that has like MP3 capabilities. So I need to have him help me download and then I'll, I'll have an easier time listening to them. Have you, li- you, you were with, you were with the, uh, Elna Baker one. Did you yeah. like that one? That was, that was fun. But of course her book was not really knowledge based. So yeah, it, that was more entertainment. Yeah. yeah. You know, Zilpha does sometimes she'll sit on the couch behind the podcast when we're recording. So all she can hear is me and she'll shout things out at me. (laughs) (laughs) So she does kind of listen to at least a part of some of them. I I really enjoy the expert ones. The, the, the fist eighth was really good. Um, the Mormon schismatic groups was excellent. I I really liked having those two experts and hearing what their opinions were. Well, the thing Um, is that they've, like you said, they've delved into these subjects quite deeply. And, and like John said, it, it takes us, a lot of time. It took them a lot of time to get the breadth and depth of knowledge that they have of, of a particular subject. So in that way, they're invaluable. And yeah, I really, I really enjoy those where I really learned something when they come on and, and you got these professors and things that come on. Mm-hmm. We've, we've taken a tiny bit of criticism for this, but more, I just want to set what our, what our stance is. When authors come on, I just really want to give them a chance to express their own sort of views um, in that sense, we're more kind of like a Larry King sort of interview. I know sometimes, you know, like the Dream Mind, for example, we we just let the, those guys give their opinion. Uh, and because I thought that's more interesting than any sort of like ball busting question that we could ask them. And and I'm not really here to try to like, you know, throw the gauntlet down. I, I want to hear what they have to say and hear what their, their take is, because we know what the Pat Church answer is. And we know what the Pat anti-Mormon answer is. Let's let's hear what the experts have to say. You know that's interesting, John, because we got quite a bit of criticism. At least the, at least uh, our host, Dylan Doc Hansen, did about that one. That kind of called him a, a kook and stuff like that. But personally, I I really enjoyed that one. I liked that one. I, too. I did too. I mean, he obviously believed that stuff. But you know, when I when I heard him talking, I see more reflections of myself and the sort of kooky things like that that I believed um, as a believer. And there's probably kooky things like that I still believe now. Um, so we all have that sort of stuff that we believe. It's just such a microcosm that it's easy to it's easy to make fun of. And but I I thought it fascinating, and to me, it's a fascinating piece of you know Utah history. It's up there on the mountain. If you go down to Utah County, you can see that thing there, and it's fascinating to see somebody who really believes it. You know. Yeah. So I, I more guys like that. I I, I really like that one. Um, and we were talking about Masons. I, this next thing I've written down to talk about. This is from Russ. Um, well, I'm not sure that Mormon expression feels it except we'll talk openly and, criti- and critically about temple ceremonies. I'd like to see a panel discussion about very a- various aspects of the temple at some point in the near future. And he goes on, you know, 
to we've yeah we've uh we've kind of gone back and forth on this and i guess we're kind of i mean correct me if i'm wrong but our, our current stance for the podcast is that temple content is uh is kind of verboten uh at this point at least um, uh, well you know, i <clears throat> I think the I think there's a lot of things we I think we could do a temple podcast and just just leave out the actual words or the specifics, right? Yeah, you can actually talk a lot about the temple and, and without getting into I mean unless you discuss the tokens and the oaths, but everything else is pretty open. You See, can talk about all that stuff. Yeah, I'm really with Mike on this one. Um my I think my driving principle is I just don't want to be offensive. Um right. but there's a lot of things, you know, like um you know, we'll, we'll talk freely about the second anointing, um, you know, that we'll, sure. we'll mention the stuff. There's there's really only a little bit of the temple that's really absolutely you're not supposed to talk about. But what's funny is a, a, a lot of that stuff was dropped in 1990. So, you know, like, um, and, and, we, and we've mentioned them in passing. You know, we've mentioned the five points of fellowship. So well, is that forbidden anymore? I don't know. My take on it would be, in general, in the in the podcasts where it's not a focus, to to not include mentions of you know specific temple um, rites or ceremonies, but have a podcast where that is allowed, and then people who are interested in thinking about it more and hearing about it more can go to that temple podcast and and get it there. And if they don't, if they think they might be offended, then they'll avoid that one. Yeah, that's possible. I guess for me, more than anything, the reason we haven't done one is the podcast is really an hour long, right? So, so um, what we that we come across the temple all the time, and we will continue to. But in an hour, like let's say the podcast topic was all the changes in the temple, you, you couldn't do that in an hour. It's so complicated that we have to really focus in on what we can what we can get through in about an hour. You could take a bite. Yeah. Uh, one of the ideas I want to work uh, that I'm kind of I've started working is the uh, Reed Smoot hearings, and you know, for example, the the um, oath of vengeance comes up in the Reed Smoot hearings, so uh, that's something we can deal with. I'd like to see a podcast dealing with second anointing, but I don't know exactly who to turn to, and I don't want to do the forty hours of research it'll take me to go figure out all the references to it. There's but, uh, uh, some people on the boards I communicate with who's who might be interested, but. We'll see. Yeah, so all you out there in podcast land, I'm I'm, I'm interested in doing something on the second anointing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I guess Zilpha's right. You know, there's a lot of you know interesting things there. I like, for example, I was just reading, uh, I was reading Smoot hearings this morning, and um, uh, was it Moses Thatcher uh, before Congress said he only been through the uh, endowment once when he got married, and he was an apostle. So obviously things have changed. So you know, there's a lot of stuff to. Uh, to plumb there. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, this is from Bob. I love your podcast. I was wondering if, if, if you guys have thought of acting, of asking Richard Packham on one of your podcasts. Yeah, sure. He can come on. He's an interesting I fellow. Think my only hesitation with him is because he's, he's out there everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of uh, overexposure, I guess. Um, but, um, Still yeah. might be fun, though. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely welcome on. And, and you know, we've only done – I was just editing episode 40. So I mean, we've only really had 40 chances to talk to people, and there's a lot more interesting people out there. Uh, we have another one that suggests uh, Craig Criddle. Um, and, yeah, there's just a lot of lot of fascinating um, people out there who it would be fun to talk to. Um, 
you know, here, here's the one that I got from uh, Mike, um, not our beloved Mike, but a different Mike. Um, interested to hear all points of view. I believe it'd be interesting to get input on exactly how everyone thinks the Book of Mormon came to be. You know, once again, that's probably sort of <laughs> a big, we have to we have to bite off things that are in a one hour chunks. That would be a yeah, fun one, have, though. We'd have to have a podcast for that. I think. Is that focusing on the uh, wild ideas or, or what Joseph actually said happened? Yeah. Both. Either or. Aren't they the same thing? Wasn't it just a one big game of Mad Libs? <laughs> or... Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's interesting there. There are a lot of competing theories, and I don't, I don't like most any of them. You, so you don't subscribe to any of them, or is there one that you're kind of leaning there's, towards? There's aspects of them all that I don't like. Um, but, um, no, I haven't, I haven't set, I haven't settled on any of them. I, there's some real, and this goes to Craig Criddle. There's some really interesting research coming out about the possibility of Rigdon and other sources and that sort of stuff. I, I find it, you know, I probably most gravitate towards the fact that Joseph Smith just wrote it himself. But the, the thing that stu- I stumble on is how much, um, Campbellite theology is in there. It's, it's like a response to Campbellite theology and, you know, well, I, wasn't there a there, recently there was a literary analysis done on it and uh, it had found several authors in it, including uh, Spalding. Uh, I don't uh, count me on it. I'll, I'll and try I, to see if I can produce a link. But if we get the proponents, let me see. I, and I get lost in all the details. But, you know, there's theories out there that Rigdon started with the Spalding transcript and then they passed it through. um um, Cowdery to the Smiths, and it just gets really convoluted. And you know, I, yeah, I don't we, know. we could, we could, yeah, I guess probably a very wide open. Topic. We just need to do a podcast that level sets all the theories, yeah, um, yeah. because you know they're confusing. And 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 Mike will let you give the 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 theory about the the gold plates in the mountain too. Except <laughs> where, where now? Where again? Where again was that hill? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, I like the uh, the side stuff like uh, Emma's talking about moving the plates off the table and she could feel them through the cloth and you know yeah. it's, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean that that might be an interesting one. Just take all the um, firsthand accounts of the plates. There's not that many. I think there's less than fifty, and um, you know they're contradictory amongst themselves. So it's it's a complicated thing. One thing that fascinated me is one of the stories around that is when they. Uh, the same story where they saw the the sword on the table un, unsheathed is that the whole time this vision was happening, he was still sitting on the log in the woods, and so you almost have a border of what he's seeing and what he's still sitting in the woods, though. And I, I thought that was really interesting. I just want to know where the stone box is. So, so God takes up the plates back to heaven, but box is still there. So, I guess oh, if Moroni's we keep... probably got it. <laughs> Ronnie's probably got in heaven as a. <laughs> got to keep him in something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The story's just so so complicated. It's just oh, n- nobody nobody believes the Book of Mormon because of the story of its coming about, right? They 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 either believe it because they've read the text and it speaks to them on some level, or they, they don't warm... believe. They, but no one believes it because Fuzzies. of the story of it coming around. Well, it's like the Book of Abraham has the same problem. Nobody can get past how it came about and not get into reading it. Well, I mean, there's it's a just, reason for that, right? I mean, it's 
Very good reason. It's uh, I mean, <laughs> there's some hard to swallow stuff there, Mike. Well, the doctrine that that book is so rich with doctrine. It's just you can go over every page for a year. It's just amazing, and but nobody can get past it. Yeah, but it doesn't match the picture, you know. And how else would we learn that the, I guess that the, the, the I guess moon that is named? On, go ahead, Tom. Depends on your. Just depends on what your definition of rich and interesting is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just the first page alone, you can spend an hour on just talking about it. Just. Oh, I, I think I, I could do the same thing with green eggs and ham, quite frankly. But I, I have to right, say, with the Book of Abraham, it's split for me. I, I think there's some really interesting stuff in there, but there's some just absolute crazy stuff. Like he talks about the planet Flonase or whatever the hell it is, and he just goes light, on the lights. <laughs> yeah, the, the lights bouncing the, off different and planets. And it's going dash. Yeah, and it's just yeah. But you got to uh, skip over that part to get to the good stuff. Does does the community? Oh, price... that's a big part of the good part. Is 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 the astronomy lesson and when you get into the history of the other accounts of the astronomy lesson and joseph almost just barely touches on it and oh do you mean astronomy or astrology because there is a big difference you know oh <laughs> it's 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 I i'm think... a construction work break <laughs> all right there's one last one last comment i didn't get through all the comments obviously we're getting short on time but there's one last comment that i want to bring up because it, it's come up a couple times um, and the, the question is, what about uh, blacks in the priesthood? Um, I, and I, I, I picked this one because it, once again, kind of represents at least my thinking process in this whole podcast. It's a, it's a hard one to, to address because there's so many different sides to it. Because it's, it's, it's different for me because um, I, I, it was 1978 when it changed and I was, what, five? Um, so I never really experienced the church really um, going through that. So, so you can have this, the the people like in our generation who didn't really um, taste it. You have the people in the generation before us who, who you know, like I, I think of the writings of a lot of the Sunstone people talk about that great day when it happened and they could, you know, stop holding their head in shame. But then for somebody who actually lived through it, somebody who's, you know, who's who's African-American today, you know, I, I, I wouldn't – there's all these different um, opinions on it. How do you like – you know, so so I almost feel bad talking about it without having somebody who's who's of that heritage to, to represent that that side. But then I feel a little bit bad bringing them on, and suddenly attacking them, and saying, "What do you think about this? And how can you be a member and know this stuff?" And and so, so um, some of these topics that seem kind of obvious are a little bit harder to execute in real life. Sounds sounds yeah, doable kind to of me, a but uh, we'll have to do it at some point, uh, and you know, maybe just go through the history of it. Um, one that I'm excited about that that um, you guys are doing next week, I think, is uh, talking to some believing spouses whose um, whose partners have left the church. And I think I think their voices need to be heard too. I yeah, agree. Yeah, that one's in the works. We we have we have lots of lots of interesting ones in the works. Well, um, before we give our closing comments, last thing I want to. Um, throw out there to the general public is the uh, the phone number. Now, I got this phone number, 801-906-6722, uh, which I have been slacking off throwing it out because no one calls the damn thing. Uh, what, what it is, you can call and leave a message, and then we'll play it on the air. And we've, we've played them all on the air, all three or four of them. Um, so after I put this podcast out, if we can go all the way to the next feedback podcast with nobody calling in the number, then I'm just going to get rid of the number. I think it cost me four. Uh, say the number again slowly. 801-906-6722. 6722. 
888-627-6722, and it's on the front page of the website. Now, when we first set up the podcast, the, the my idea, what I kind of hoped would happen is that we'd get more sort of feedback that we would start out the second pro the the next week's podcast with a sort of a discussion from the previous one or every one or two we could get more feedback. I've always wanted to get more sort of input and feedback from the listeners, but this format just doesn't lend very well to that. Um, and I've also sent out invitations for people just to send in. If you send in a WAV file or an MP3 file, you know, then we can edit that into the podcast. Um, maybe like tonight, we'll have to do more of we're announcing the topic. And we can take callers through Skype. That's not that hard to do. Um, it does make it logistically. That was, that was fun. Yeah, that was a little yeah, fun. That was good. It worked out well. Um, so I don't know. We we and we we really love to see feedback, both negative and positive, on the on the um, the website and and emails. Um, all the emails that come in that aren't addressed specifically to me, I do forward on to all the panelists. So all the panelists get to read them, and we do we do talk about them from time to time, and. Um, I think we we have uh, what we call business meetings. Every so often, we talk about you know our our direction and, and really I want to do things like this where we can just kind of put it out there. We've probably lost all but the most diehard listeners at this stage. Uh, any last things you guys want to? <laughs> any last things you guys want to bring up? Sounds good. So step up, Mormon Expression fans. John Larson's giving an ultimatum. Just call in. Yeah. yeah. Please call us. Please hit up the blogs uh, and let us know what you think. Yeah. Anything else we want to say? Well, um, as always, the discussion continues at the website, mormonexpression.com. Uh, you can mosey over there and see what's going on. Uh, you can go up to the top and see the links to all the old podcasts. The um, There's a little bit of information about the podcast, the bios of all the regular panelists, um, and you can see the discussion that, that takes place there. Um, you can call us at our phone number, 801-906-6722. And you can email us at mail at mormonexpression.com. And um, our intro and outro music is by The Selden Plan, See a Word. Um, it's a great song. We've enjoyed it. Um, and I, it's, uh, it's available for free out there on the internet, so if you really like the song, Go uh, type that into Google and go over there and give them a dollar or something. All right. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm.